Welcome to Automation Advocates, a show where we will talk about automation, manufacturing, and meet some of the personalities that are involved in the industry and get their perspectives. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy creating. Thanks, and here's the show. So welcome back. It's been a little bit, a couple weeks. Good day. Um, today's topic, we're going to touch all sorts of hot buttons, trigger warnings. People are going to write in hate mail. We're going to talk about electric vehicles. Oh, electric vehicles. The automation of getting from point A to point B. And I feel like we should start off by saying all three of us enjoy the outdoors. Yes. I would dare say stewards of the environment and nature. I agree. Um, so it's not to say we don't want or we don't believe, but I'm just going to come on and say it. I don't, I don't know that I believe. So I didn't know it was, um, I didn't know it was a belief thing. I mean, a little bit, right? I think, I think it's more informed to call you a, a, uh, an informed critic, uh, a, a, a valiant skeptic. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> and I feel the three of us are loosely qualified um, because we've spent our day jobs talking about things like electricity and power transmission and storage. And yeah, power distribution is a passion of mine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is the probably the number one contrib- contributor to our skepticism. Yes. Mine's recycling. Oh. The batteries. Right on. Mm-hmm. So, so I who's did, driving the ship? I, I'm going to drive a little bit. Lovely. I know you did the most recent I, uh, ship. Thanks well, again. I, I took a couple of screenshots off the internet, so yeah. that uh, that is the resident expert. Mm. Um, but thinking about it, so I said, okay, where do we start with from a power generation standpoint and just an efficiency at power plant? Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff up on the, the Department of Energy site that says, hey, based on thermodynamic limits and other physics stuff that you can't defy, out of the, the potential energy of burning something at a power plant, you get about... 38%? Mm, yeah, about 35% efficient mm-hmm. at the power plant. Look at that, unresearched guy. Which right is crazy. The, right in the zone. I think right. it's at least, that might be a three-pointer in bags. I, yeah, I, at I, least. I think it is, right? <laughs> so, and that that's regardless if it's coal, natural gas, petroleum, doesn't matter, right? Sure. There's just thermal loss. Sure. Here. Yeah, because we can't, we can't run... Uh, coal or natural gas plant wrapped in gold, you know, to provide the best insulator with some air around it. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I imagine it'd be gold plated walls, 12 inches of air all the way around it, or at least the point of generation. Isn't that how we built churches a thousand years ago? Well, different purposes. Stay on target. Yes. yes. (laughs) I'm I'm going to pass right by that ash fart right there. (laughs) It's, possible <laughs> and and having been to a couple of power plants it's just a big teapot right mm. we're gonna we're gonna heat something up monticello minnesota what's yeah. up we're gonna boil water or red wing mm-hmm. um and we're gonna take that steam from the boiling water and we're gonna spin a turbine turbine which will take thermal energy into mechanical energy of very rotating. unique very unique audio profile uh, uh, said running nuclear uh turbine oh we, it's cool it, it's Kind of like, um, uh, it's kind of like a uh, a specific artist of yours. Maybe you're a fan of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, definitely. oh, that's Adele from her 25th period. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're losing power right out of the gate. Right? Yeah, it's very warm in there. 
Like you can, warm. you can work in a power plant in shorts, even on the day like today. And yeah. the humidity too. Have you been in a new oh, plant before? Oh yeah, I've been to the Monticello one. Yeah, so yeah. you're in there and it's 90% humidity and probably what, 100 degrees F? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. just hanging out. And it's three doorways to get anywhere. <laughs> so With armed guards. Yeah, so you're not yes. going to lose a lot of that humidity because that humidity is even in a lockdown. Right, yeah. That airlock. It, fun fact, when you go through, when they're cooling the reactor down, they can only let enough people that can fit into the airlocks in and out until they've cooled down enough to leave them wide open for, yeah. for duration. So. so why don't we live closer to a nuke plant and then take advantage of the excess steam as a common loop and then tap that steam to heat your house? Or the streets like Duluth does? Yeah. There you go. Novel idea, right? Or the sidewalks like South Dakota School Mines. There you go. There, there you go. go. What's up? Um, I think, well, go ahead, Sarah. I'm you were going to know. I'm just going to say, but the loss, what was your point of the loss? Well, 38% is its biggest point. So yeah. if you extrapolate that out to everybody having one or two, maybe three, dare I say, giant batteries with wheels on them in their driveways, if you if it takes 100 bananas to make 38 usable bananas for your power equation because you only get 38 mm-hmm. percent and then you got to fill those battery packs of wheels and then here's my favorite part you decide to drive the battery pack with wheels in february what? Uh, uphill both ways right in is this where we say the uh the outdoor temperature today the high here in minneapolis will be like four. I think two is what I read. Two. Hey, Fahrenheit. Know. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Just, just, to yeah. be, just to be clear. Well, I think that's part of it is when you look at the power plants, um, the calculations they do, and, you know, try this as a passion of yours for grid management. Yeah. Are they taking into account households that now have electric cars? One or more. Was that yeah, part of the grid? Yeah. It's, I mean, that's why the code changed. I mean, you got to have mm-hmm. a disconnect now at your, you know, point of metering from the mm-hmm. utility. Sure. Yeah, because um, when the research I was doing, it looks, I think, in the next decade, they were saying um, electric vehicles could account for upwards of 40% of all vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there's things happening, you know. There's, I mean, Tesla ran out of their stipend and funded spe- SpaceX with it, but that's fine. You right. know, GM gets theirs now, and Ford gets theirs, and whoever else. Nissan's probably still got some left. They haven't had all the leaves fall off the tree. Right. Um, so... You know, Toyota come in and jump on it. Um, Lucid Air is coming up out of Arizona. That's a pretty legit thing. Mercedes just announced 635 miles, I believe. Volkswagen and Bosch are mm-hmm. partnering up on yep, batteries, yep. right? And then you still have Electrify America, which is the um, part of the sell- settlement to Volkswagen's Dieselgate, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I believe, a cool billion dollars in American EV charging infrastructure. So mm-hmm. effectively, Volkswagen said, hey, sorry. We lied. Here's a billion dollars. Uh, make an agnostic charging network because, I mean, this is a hundred and what sixty six chicken or egg questions that have to be answered here. Right. Yes. When we convert our mode of transportation, I believe Pepsi is taking delivery of the first ten Tesla trucks yeah. this quarter. Yeah. Which Fantastic. Cool. Great. Yeah. I'm curious if they're going to run forty mile or, or shorter routes. If they're going to run two hundred mile routes. So I want to cover range too, but I want to get back to the percentages. Sure, go so ahead. So I looked at the efficiencies of a gas car. Mm. The automobile they're saying is 30 to 35% efficient. Mm-hmm. And we just said a power plant is 38. Mm-hmm. 
So if we look at the loss of transmission estimation from turbine to outlet in your garage, two to 6% loss Mm -hmm. effectively, I'm no mathematician here, but that's a, that's a flat. You're, you're flat. Zero Delta, right? Like maybe a percent. Now we're at 35 from 38. Let's just be over conservative. Yeah. Ballpark. Right. So, so we're in the same range. So on paper, I look at it and go, well, that's neat. Mm -hmm. I don't think we gained much except for the potential to change the source. Yes, and then, you, I mean, let's just say, okay, you know, we're t- or how boundless is this conversation? Oh, right? rails are off. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, so do you account for asthma in the equation? Nope. The benefits of not having as many people have asthma, the benefits of not looking like Mexico City, right? Or parts of China. China sure. came to mind. Right, yeah. Small. right, yeah. right. So let's we'll say, okay, um, we're going to take, we're, we're going to, we're going to do what we did with Afghanistan. And instead of going to war for a trillion dollars and 300,000 lives and all these soldiers, we're going to take all those people and we're going to make nuclear power plants with a trillion dollars. And we're going to train all those military folks to build plants. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put a plant every 200 miles based on population density. And then we're going to say the other, the other 30, you're going to go find all the copper in Northern Baja, Mexico, I think is a good spot. You know, pick your favorite sandbox. Just stay out of the water table, please. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the save the boundary waters. Right. Well, and then recycle everything, man, you know, so that that's an interesting piece to the equation, and, and I guess Sarah, but if you, were, you really think that hey, this is the only way we reduce our emissions, I mean, transportation I believe contributes to somewhere between twenty four and thirty three percent of all emissions, depending on who you source and uh, scope of of your sourcing. So okay, we got to cut emissions. Okay, but how about you know? I mean, there's some benefits to the safety aspect of it, right? I mean, electric motor control. I mean, we can get into all the whiz bang benefits there. I mean, we're talking about vector motor control. If you have individual motors on each wheel, I mean, oh, holy, without a doubt, in, in the performance, cow. like I, I'm, I'm a gadget Spaceship. guy, right? Yeah. Big shock. Yeah. The idea of something that's a rocket ship mm-hmm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. The challenge of getting from here to Grand Marais, which is a beautiful little town on Lake Superior, mm-hmm. all five hours here from where we're sitting. Not quite that far, but yeah, long call. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sawbills four twenty four, dude. Sure, from my house. So, can you make that in one shot? Uh, it's two hundred. I believe you could. And what are the odds? There's infrastructure enough up there to charge to come home the next day. I believe Minnesota is on last year, this year's Tesla supercharge update. So there's there. I mean, there's product in in assuming you're on the Tesla network. I mean, and which is agnostic now, I believe. Um. You can hook up in Hinkley, okay. and you can hook up in Duluth, which are two major middle way or you know mileage marker points. But the yeah. problem is, is, like, how long does it take you to get there? You know, that, get there as far as well. If you have to pull over and do a forty minute chill, right? Versus, you know, I mean, if you're in a hurry, you can get there and in a in a regular car, you fill up and you can go and not stop. Well, in 
dare I say, speed and volume. Because you've been to, so I think about Hinkley. There's a, it's, it's an amazing place to get caramel rolls, Toby's, right? The big sure, oh, shout out to Toby's. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they've got six pumps, eight pumps. No, I think they're up to 12, yeah. Okay. It's packed. All day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's packed. They also have eight, they have a, they have an eight port Tesla supercharger, which is 1200 amps at 480 volt three phase. Sure. And I believe you're in and out of there in depending on like somewhere between 20 and 45 minutes. Okay. For, I think if you come in at 20%, you can get back up to 80. So how long does it take to fill a gas tank? I believe it's all of four and a half minutes. Right. So you've got a 10 to one. Absolutely. Five to one, 10 to one ratio. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, you need like a football field full of superchargers to, to hit the same capacity and crowd. Absolutely. That's right? my favorite analogy. Like, okay, how many megawatts are transitioned in a flying J truck stop in, you know, Sioux Falls, South Dakota or Cheyenne, Wyoming? Sure. Right. I believe it's somewhere around four megawatts in 48 hours on the weekend is the equivalent. That sounds like a lot. And four megawatts is a ton. Are the grids equipped? Well, no, they're not. Hinkley is a great example. You're going to go to Hinkley, to your point, and if you factor in, okay, we're going to sit down and have a lunch at the truck stop while I'm charging my vehicle. Sure. But then you look to the city of Hinkley and have they updated their calculations to be able to support now the surge on the grid on the weekends every weekend for the summer months, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to think that the infrastructure of the United States is pretty solid along the interstate highway. I mean, mm-hmm. but your point is valid. I mean, what's the point of uh, generation? How close is it to Hinkley? I don't know. I have no idea where the nearest power plant would be from there. But I bet I bet there's there's a spot in Farmington, you know, 40 miles south of there. And I'm sure, sure there's another one 40 miles north of there that we're not where thinking we're about. burning coal or gas. I don't believe or... we're burning coal anymore here. No? I don't know. Challenge me. Well, uh, what is it? 98 reactors, 56 plants, 28 states. I think that's, that's, what that's, that's yeah. the nuke. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the equivalent national load is on natural gas and so or coal. I don't have the numbers as far as sites, but we do have, if you break it down, 60% of our energy in the U.S., fossil fuels. 60%. Of, mm-hmm. Yep. Of the 60, it's 40% natural gas, 20% coal. Uh-huh. And then there's some sub 1% trickles below that. So do you think they count methane as a fossil fuel when it's pulled from a garbage digester plant like they do in Austin, Texas? I suspect that's down here underneath biomass, 1.4%. Municipal solid waste biogenic, yeah, yeah, 0.2%. Yeah, 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 so sub-percent. Yeah. Um, nuclear, 20%, and renewable, 20%. Yeah, and those numbers are going to climb. There's what? <laughs> there's, uh, there's a two... Uh, what do we call it? Cores? Reactors? Two reactor plant in Georgia in process right oh, now? Yep, yep. I believe it's a 10-year, you know, from breaking ground to Yeah, it takes a long time to, yeah, build yeah, a which reactor facility. Really yeah. terrible. Yeah. I well, blame that on the 80s. Safety, and Bruce, safety, safety. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen and the 80s. That's what I'm blaming <laughs> that one on. He had a concert after, uh, after what, the PA thing? Which wasn't a yeah. bad thing. It's like, not, not, not a horrible one, no. Yeah. The, the Erie, Pennsylvania one, like everything went to plan. Like right. nobody got hurt. Right. right. Everybody's still living there. You know, sure. Some people left. Sure. You know, they, sure. but they were looking to leave. I mean, Judy had been calling Greg for at least two years. And <laughs> she's like, I want you to move here now. I don't want to worry anymore. Right. 
I'm right. tired of driving 40 miles to see you. But back to why don't we live closer? Why don't you live closer to a nuclear reactor? <laughs> not where my job is. Not where, yeah, not where life is. And then the fact that I think it goes back to our safety conversation earlier as well. There's calculations, right, as to where they can put these facilities. Yeah, but there's new rules on where you can drop a 5G tower because it's messing with airplanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have boundaries. You can't put a dispensary down the street from a cool uh, a school or a church in some municipalities. You can't put a liquor store next to a daycare, but they can be down the street. You know, so I know these aren't the same, but they're close. Well, even in China, so I, I spent some time at Reactor Campus, a campus of reactors in China, and uh, the big power lines were heading straight back to Hong Kong. Nobody wanted that in their backyard, right? So it was like, Ugh, okay, we're we're getting on a bus. This is a haul. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Like, what would you rather live next to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what are my options? Let's let's play this one out here a little bit. Mm. Why don't you live closer, Charlie? Uh, Monticello is too far from where I play. Period. You know, I think that's the closest one. That right? or Red Wing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I I live probably eight eight miles south of the Minneapolis garbage burning power plant, which is you know, on the west side of downtown. I don't yeah. know. Not even. Probably 52 blocks. <laughs> Do that math. What's the block conversion? Are these suburbia eight? blocks or are these the city, city blocks? I'm in proper, proper Minneapolis. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, to answer your question, which one, you know, the NIMBY question, right? Not in my backyard. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'd rather, I mean, obviously, I, I'm, I'm all for playing solar games. I think wind is going to be the one that dies the soonest. In terms of mm-hmm. yeah, the the waste on fiberglass blades, mm-hmm. the the low frequency noise, and the ability the, to repair them. Yeah, the ability to repair them, oh. and more poignantly, the better effectiveness that we get from putting them offshore. It's just a better fit. So I don't think you're going to see as much wind in people's backyards. No, we um. My In the dad, next 15 years. I'm not no. saying tomorrow, but, you know. Yep. Driven through middle of Illinois. And you'll see the wind turbines. There's a farm sure. down there. And over half the blades are burnt out. Like, you can just see the scorching sure. on the back of the blades from too much sure. wind over current. Yep. Um, and then you have to wonder, well, are they still in service or not? Because there's no, no one knows. But you can tell there's clear fire damage in the back of them. Yeah. On over half. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to express an unin, uninformed opinion here, but uh, the wind industry is notorious for having terrible payment terms. So does that mean they don't have that great of service organizations that want to work with them? I mean, if you're going to get paid in 180 days versus 30 days, where are you going to go work mm-hmm. as a you know third-party contractor service provider? Sure, sure. I mean, Buffalo, what is it called? Buffalo Ridge, Southwest Minnesota, some of the best wind in the world. I mean, they host the world championships of windsurfing in Worthington, Minnesota, which is right there. And so that's from Buffalo Ridge is roughly from 80 miles to the east of the western edge of the border with South Dakota, of Minnesota. And it goes just right up over the border of South Dakota. And it's some of the best wind in the world. And that's where a ton of windmills are. But I have a customer who is just east of there, and uh, he stopped farming because they gave him 
200 grand a year to put solar panels on his mm-hmm. his prime black dirt earth and he's not going to grow anything anymore. He's just mm-hmm. going to grow watts with photovoltaics. So that's an interesting yeah. shift. Totally. Because what was grown there before? I'm sure it was, you know, either corn for ethanol or corn for fattening a, a critter or soybeans. Sure. Mm-hmm. Most sure. likely in that area, I'm guessing. 100%. It's all okay. we grow down there, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Two monocrops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that... That's a different that you can't we'll eat. Cover another day. Uh, yeah, yeah every every post is one one ear of corn, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting discussion there, and and I guess let's get back to you know Sarah. You had mentioned some of the recycling challenges. So walk through what 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 you're thinking, what you're seeing there, and some of your. Well, like you said in discussing the front end of where the energy comes from to charge up the vehicles, whether you're at home, at work, or or traveling. The life cycle of the battery, um, they're mining required to get the lithium and cobalt needed for the batteries. Oh, totally. How many seven-year-olds? Is It's, yes, the mining labor is intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, the impacts to the infrastructure and the economies, the you know, mm-hmm. um, where they're mining this. Mm-hmm. Then the assembly construction of the batteries is extremely intense. And in order to recycle one, there's... Because you, you kind of hit in an earlier, battery construction is not consistent because mm-hmm. everyone has their proprietary, you know, their trade secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's very limited places you can take these batteries to be recycled. Mm-hmm. The size of the batteries and the contents of the batteries, you have to transport them by truck. They could not be flown. Yeah. Well, we just talked about what is the capacity of electric vehicles. We're just now getting into trucks. So now I need a fuel burning truck. <laughs> to cart these batteries long distances to the very few recyclable centers. Mm -hmm. And then there's a very intensive process of which to tear them down and recycle them to Mm -hmm. the point it's almost cheaper to go back to mining what you need to make the batteries. Correct. And the batteries are extremely dangerous. And now you can have warehouses filled potentially with these dead batteries. Correct. That are extremely dangerous, flammable, and that's mm-hmm. just a whole nother hazardous environmental. Telling you, if you take all of that worry, if everything she said there is true, which I, I generally agree with, if you take all of that and include it in your in your uh, calculation of whether or not we should mine asteroids, I think asteroid mining gets really feasible. But then again, it's really hard to bring an asteroid down and play with it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to lasso that thing from your... Uh... Yeah, I have this dream of 12 falcons just going up there. From SpaceX and grabbing one, just pulling it down. You know, maybe you could make a little uh, a probe that kind of goes out and kind of guides it back into our gravity. Like a tugboat? Yeah, exactly. So a net, <clears throat> a giant space net. Yeah, the, 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 I'll be honest. The, the I understand the ridiculousness of the idea of landing one said asteroid in like Western Nebraska, but um, which is a great place for it. And then just, you know, just release all the nonviolent offenders and say, hey, you can work your sentence off here, you know, by pounds of ore. Sure. But the only reason why I think it's a fascinating uh, idea is because then you get to mess up the commodities market, right? Because the commodities <laughs> market is based on finite well, and known so geologists true, go but, around, right? But if we but go out so and true. say, boom, we grab this asteroid and we got palladium, we got titanium, we got lithium, maybe we got some cobalt on there. But now we're not... 
we're not going over and, and, and using seven to 12 year olds in the Congo or pick your favorite place, you know, uh, Mongolia, where else we get them from? Sure. I know there's a gang occupied spot in uh, Mexico that has got a a pile of lithium. But the price of cobalt is what makes recycling the batteries profitable for the recycling centers. Yeah, one of the if dudes we, left Tesla just to do that. Redwood yep. Technologies, yep. I think so he is. So if you take the cobalt out of the battery design, sure. it's no longer profitable to recycle the batteries. Sure. Then it becomes storage. So who are we going to pay to store our old batteries? Like, we, where do we ship off our cell phones, refrigerators, right? Well, nuke waste. Right? They're closing. Can, can we just put it next to the nuke waste? In, in New, New Mexico. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're closing but, that. I think it reaches capacity in four years. <laughs> Yeah, so, what do you do? So hey, just send your uh, send your tweet over to the Department of uh, Energy. EPA Energy. Yeah. Thank you, and yep. say hey, uh, I got a bad Garrett hole for you. You know, right. <laughs> sure, the list we, is short, right? But same considerations of how they have to store them, how they have to stack them, what they have to do for cooling because they're so flammable. This is why we need to put out a government program that says, hey, we're gonna pay any math teacher. $300,000 a year to make sure every kid knows calculus before they're 15. And that's how we beat this is math. Math? Yeah, it's all it is. We just need more brain power. And I think you can grow human brains if you incentivize math teachers and parents faster than you can grow AI to solve the question that you don't know how to ask yet, which is, hey, how do we get cobalt out of the battery? And how do we ask that you know, and I'm sure there's that, you know, mm-hmm. Tesla bought that ninja battery nerd from Canada and Toronto and, and just renamed his building Tesla and he gets to stay there and he runs like 12 grad students and they design craziness, you know, it and then Mercedes is involved. I mean, that's why we can't get any of these chips, right? Because you have this, everybody is trying to build chips now to run the BMS, the battery management system, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't have run out because we had what the volts or you couldn't even volts. park a volt in your garage. Correct. They had right? a huge problem with the volts. They had to do replacement on. What do you mean yes. you couldn't park it in your garage? Poof. Remember I talked about the flammable part? Oh, dude, the- it's a great video. Yeah. Just type, yeah. type in volt uh, fire garage YouTube. There's five words. will just, it, just, just laughter. Chevy volt garage fire. Yeah. 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 So they, uh, they had to announce in a recall notice, like, Hey, mm-hmm. we want you to come and bring your vehicle in. In the meantime, do us all a favor. Don't <laughs> Please park don't in your park car. in the garage. Yeah. So like, we're not surprised, right? We're in technology. We understand <laughs> like these things up. get out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They couldn't drive. You couldn't, they used to ask you if you had a Samsung phone for those uh, younger audience members. Flight. The yeah. affected vehicles' cell packs have the potential to smoke and ignite internally, which could spread to the rest of the vehicle and cause a structure fire if parked inside a garage yes. or near a house. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right? <laughs> but now that goes Who back knew? to recycling. Who knew? If you had a fleet of uh, volts, you could be a terrorist. So- they had to build all the replacement batteries, replace them, and then capture those used batteries and then put them on trucks to transport them a recycling center for hopes of being able to properly tear down and dispose or recycle. Yeah, but why don't you just take that pile of to-be-recycled batteries, put them in a giant insulated vessel, and heat some water and make some steam. And just let that dumpster fire, control that dumpster fire into power generation. How's that for ridiculous? I mean, it seems like it would burn out sooner than uranium. But. Yeah, you just throw some Lamborghini magnesium wheels in there and some tires. 
put some carbon scrubbers on the back end of it. We'll be good. But you know what's what's super interesting to me? Back to the power generation piece. Um, have you seen these modular or the? I shouldn't say modular, but the the new scale reactors, the smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the kid that got sponsored by uh, the Gates Foundation, or is this somebody else? Uh, I believe the Gates Foundation's tied in with this. I don't know what the the genesis was or the the Some whole. Some twelve thing, or seventeen year old took uh, uh, expired nuclear fuel and figured out a way to make a plant, but you and I don't have one across the street yet, so. That's terrifying. Why? Well, just that a kid was able to get access to spend. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I locked you in a room with YouTube, you could build one in about a month. Based on what this kid did. I mean, there's a lot of stainless steel and stuff there. Sure, we're not going it, for we're not going for total aesthetics. Yeah, what's the who's the regulatory body you'd have to appease if the you NRC. Yeah. yeah. We're not going for NRC compliance here. We're just saying functional. Yeah, but I don't want cancer yet. Dude, like I, I'm, <laughs> yet. can I get can I get a couple more years out of this? Show me show before, me how uh, many astronauts have died of cancer. Show oh, yeah. me how many show me how many dudes running submarines have died of cancer. They all have nuke nuke, you know, power well, sources. You have new, like you said, experience, and you don't glow oh, yeah. in the dark. Not yet. Yeah, Not they yet. Ra- you ran. I mean, I've had a it. dosimeter. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Lo- yeah or I a used landing. to get a letter in the uh, in the mail once a year that said, "By the way, your your records were were still good. You're good." I'm yeah, like, "Oh, thanks." Talk about the ultimate frequent that. fire mile unit, right? right? <laughs> Explain a dosimeter. 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 Yeah. So so as you're in a, a hot cell or hot cell, anytime you're in a radioactive environment, you wear a little. It's about the size of a. I'd say a pager. Let's call it a cell phone these days, right? Um, half the size of your Pack iPhone. of cards. Pack of cards. Sits in your pocket or on your belt. and it's Lanyard. Lanyard, yep. And it's counting the amount of radiation bombardment you're getting, right? So, um, yeah, and it, it counts, right? So I remember being in one facility, and you're on the radio in your little bunny suit, and you're standing there, and this guy gets on the radio. And he goes, uh, sir, I need you to move. Why? your dosimeter is ticking up, right? So they're constantly monitoring where you are, what you're being exposed to. So that's great. It's, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's safe, but I, I, I felt safer there than I'd have in many other totally. industrial facilities. Absolutely. I'll say that. Like, yeah, they don't have one of those on the particulate oh. going into your lungs. I was going to say, you've been to some of the mills. Oh my goodness. Dude, I worked at a cabinet factory in college. Ooh, ooh ready? Chicken hatchery in high school. Ooh. Right there. Mm-hmm. I quit three days in. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting bright red mm-hmm. nosebleeds. What? Yeah. Made two errors. Showed up for the interview in a suit. Dumb. <laughs> You're pushing particle board through a machine. Like, yeah. Don't know your audience. Right. You don't need to wear a suit. Nobody right. there wears a suit. Right. Right. Not even the guy who runs the joint wears a suit. And I'm guessing it just dust everywhere. Yeah, same thing in a chicken place. Dust, yeah. dirt. Oh, they didn't. Even, they didn't. They, I didn't feel invited or welcomed from the minute I got the job because I rode my bike there and back. And like, you rode your bike to work. You didn't drive your F three fifty. Yeah, where's your truck? Especially <laughs> in South Dakota. Know your audience. Yeah, know your audience. Right. I was in college. I had all kinds of energy. That was the other thing. Like, stand here, push this button. There's a place where you need to automate the suck out of life. Right. Like, holy cow. Let's let's get some filtration in here. Let's get some uh, tunes. Tunes, yeah. <laughs> and let's let's uh, let's eliminate some of these people because yeah. they don't want to be working here. So I've worked with a machine builder here in town that does that. Yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Machine, it's awesome. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, back to the back to the power plant thing, and I think just super clean. Like it has to be. I don't want to say you could have ate off the floor. Sure. But I had somebody dropped a pizza roll. Sure. I'd have been tempted to pick it up and fire it down. Yeah, the problem is is the automation components are generally from decades ago, older than us. But it's just a big tea kettle. It is. I agree. I mean, I, there's one but of the things don't, where... But they don't allow like things to be upgraded or changed out. They just keep wanting to buy the same specified part from 1984 or 1967. Yeah. Pick your favorite year. Yeah. Because they know it works, and I understand... I think I think that's some of the issues too. I like I would challenge the nuclear industry in the United States to do more to learn and innovate from I don't know, France is at eighty percent nuke power, right? I will look while you're talking, yeah. And and they've they've built some pretty nice reactors as of late, right? More recently than maybe we have. I, I mean I'm stoked that there's one going up in Wyoming. I'm stoked that there's one going in Georgia. Seventy one. Seventy one. 71%. But we still have a transmission problem. If you don't believe us, go to Texas last winter, period, the yep. end. Have yep. a nice day. Mm-hmm. Or California in August. California I was saying, August. can you even charge your car in California in August? Maybe. Depends on if there's a forest fire or not. Right. I'm just thinking the um, the rolling brownouts. They they do their mm-hmm. enter, the grid management. Mm-hmm. There's, you know. The gift that keeps on giving, Enron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're shutting down two reactors out there, right? Diablo Correct. Canyon and uh, San Onofre. Okay. They've already shut one of them down. So. I think that comes back. Maybe, right? Or move it farther inland. Like, okay, if you're worried about waves and things and earthquakes, maybe you move it inland to Nevada. You build some wires, big wires, transmit that stuff. Why don't we put it in a cave? Put what in a cave? Why can't you put a nuke plant in a cave? You need a big ass cave. No, you don't. Yes, yes you, do. you do. No, you go to that. Mo- you, there's a modular <laughs> nuke plant design out there. That, then that gets back. You think the environmental oh. individuals are upset enough over <laughs> nuclear being outside, and now I'm going to put in a cave. You don't have to worry about earthquakes underground. Here's some more fun facts, please, for the uh, for the folks Take at the home rains. here. Love it. Um, average electricity losses by state. Guess which state has the best power transmission from plant to usage? Rhode Island. Wyoming, 2.2% oh, yeah, loss. they're close. Maybe. Yeah, all the people in Wyoming, population density-wise, is relatively close to plants. Yeah. Guess the, uh, guess the other top five. But they only have 500,000 people in Wyoming. <laughs> I believe, yeah. plus or minus. Yeah, so. Okay, so let's switch to the worst. What do you suppose is the worst? Florida or Texas? Idaho. 13.3% loss. Well, yeah, but they're the most rural state. Uh, I mean, you could make the argument Wyoming and Montana would be too, but they're... I mean, as the, far as being able yeah. to get to a place of remoteness. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were you saying, Sarah? What were your guesses? I was just going to ask too, like, so where does Florida, California, Yeah, population-based. Yeah. I think you're looking at two different, you know... Like, how about a state that has more than 5 million people? Why you got to discriminate? California, 9.2% loss. And that's what? Everywhere? I think an average, it sounds like. Yeah, it's Bakersfield, San Francisco, the whole deal? The whole state. The the whole, they're lumping it all together. So, yes, if you picked out rural versus urban, Mm -hmm. probably different results. Mm -hmm. Um, Florida, Mm 7.4%. Here, 7.7%. Big states. How's Alaska? 
They generate power in Alaska? 6.9%. So Alaska is number two in prices per kilowatt hour. Hawaii is number one. And California is number three. It's roughly 24, 17, and 13 cents per kilowatt hour, I believe. So why would those three be lumped together? Because I'm perplexed. Like, if you told me, hey, we're going to put solar in Alaska, I'm going to laugh. Because like Minnesota, it's dark there a lot. Sure, but there's there's half the year it's 24 hours, dude. So yeah, on. it balances don't, out. Don't it doesn't balance out, but it's I know. Well, it would be seasonal. I have family there, yeah. It would be sure, seasonal. Sure. Like you wouldn't get yeah. electricity for six months. Sure, but I mean, you know, seasonal efforts are appreciated. I don't think there's a golden goose anywhere in this equation as far as solution goes. But there might be free lunch somewhere if we just keep rubbing these stones together. No free lunch. But what if I want free lunch? Um, maybe it's at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. So let's get back to why why Alaska, Hawaii, and California are so similar, or on the. Top I don't think three. they are. I don't think they are similar. I just I look at. I think there's three different reasons for why those states have the highest cost. Massachusetts is, I think, fourth. Okay. Um. Uh. Hawaii. Majority of their power comes from fossil fuels. There's a. There's um usually a queue of two or three boats of fuel oil. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making their darndest efforts to get to renewables. Um, there's been a lot of conflict with the natives in Hawaii to get wind up in some areas. I'm not saying all, but some, and that's fine. I think uh, wave generation is coming online in the near future, but not immediately. Hawaii, unfortunately, is a pretty corrupt uh, state. I mean, that's that's from people I've talked to that do business there. So that's, a, that's an inhibitor, too. Um, and then you, it's tough to transmit across the islands, yo. I mean, yeah, that's gnarly. Connecticut's higher than Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah, Connecticut's mm-hmm. not fun to live in, though. Well, so what's the cheapest one now? I'm curious. I pulled oh, up sure the table Wyoming, here. Bruh. Washington, 9.9 cents. Alaska, I think you got a, just a, a real bummer in terms of like how far people are like it's getting power up to know. Oh yeah. Right. No, like, that's just a, that's it's a, the wilderness to your point. Yeah. yeah. Time of year, time of day. Allegedly it's cold. There. Um, well, yes. Then you have yeah. the birds in the summer, AKA mosquitoes. Yeah. Um, Washington's the cheapest Kentucky, Louisiana, both cheap too. Yeah. They, they benefit from the Tennessee, Tennessee Valley authority, right? Oh, I suppose this is consumer pricing, not necessarily cost of generation. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at like in, industrial, yeah, yeah. commercial, electric rate. Prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. General sure, rates. Sure. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then California, obviously, they have an infrastructure problem that contributes to the cost because what is it? The utility cannot charge more than 10% margin on the cost of generation. What they charge you on is transmission. Correct. So does that mean they're not building more plants to cut down how far you have to transmit the power? I don't know. You mean because you can charge more by putting it on the wire? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I don't because know. that's where they make their money, you know? Right. Is in transmission. So coming full circle back to EV Please. range. Yep. Are you happy with the range? Would Would you, if you had to pick a vehicle tomorrow, mm-hmm. would you pick an EV? And I know that's a loaded question because you want to build an EV. Yeah. Which is unrelated, and I think it's totally rad mm-hmm. because, again, rocket ship. Sure, like, especially with the chassis that I want to shove it into. Do you want to share? Well, I mean, I, I have a I have a dream of rebuilding a '90s 911 
with a kit from like um, Zero EV out of the UK. And to your point earlier about um, the battery and mm-hmm. and sourcing it and tra- and um, shipping it, like that was part of the quote that was exorbitant. And yeah. I was like, hey, dudes, this is a great package, but uh, can we shave some pennies here or pounds? Uh, and uh, I'll get my own batteries and I'll be responsible for them, especially when I'm only talking about, I think it was 76 kilowatts. So it wasn't a lot. Okay. But I mean, I, w- I wasn't going to get more than 180 miles range to your point, but I'm, I'm running a, I think I'm running a curb weight of all in less than 2,700 pounds and you got 440 foot pounds of torque on zero. I mean, that's just tire melting. So it's not a practical long haul family commuting vacation car. This is a Charlie's going to go have some fun on a Saturday. Think, no, 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 no. This is everything I need to do. Car, sure. Unless I got to go four hundred miles. And and maybe so if that's I got to go to the hardware store, if I got to go get takeout, if I'm going to yeah. take my kid to the ice skating rink, you know, or we're going to go to a, a movie. Or I'm going to go see a friend in Stillwater. Or if I want to take the leisurely drive up to Two Harbors. I mean, it's pretty close, right? 180 miles to Two Harbors is 196 miles. You're right there. Yeah. Do some hypermiling, dude. Put a cap in the back. You know? Solar charge it like my new watch that's on the way. No, I really think capacitors are the piece that needs to be... And that's what I really want to investigate with the car thing. So supercapacitors are being used in uh, buses now. And in China, they have inductive charging. So that means the bus comes into the bus stop and grabs some, just like if you have a fancy new iPhone, you can just drop it on a pad, right? Mm -hmm. Is yours fancy enough? Yeah. Do you enjoy that? It's kind of handy, yeah. Yeah. So capacitors can be made from stuff that we can get here. We don't have to go to cobalt land in Africa. We don't have to go to lithium land in Mexico or Mm -hmm. wherever. And... uh, you can discharge as fast as you can charge and vice versa. Hmm. And you can do it millions of times. So if you only have to go, right? So I was thinking like, hey, how much of a capacitor bank could I throw into this 911 yeah. and complement the lithium? Mm-hmm. And how do you design the circuit? And just so going to say that's the transfer. How do right? you go back and forth? Yeah. Right. So I know of some like solid state, um, uh, motor control devices that are being developed by companies like Eaton and others who are playing in the EV game in terms of components and looking to sell to all these OEMs, right? And that's the beautiful thing about making this commitment to EVs is we are seeing a development in all these ancillary devices, right? The fuse and circuit mm-hmm. protection. Mm-hmm. Um, Eaton had something on a uh, their sales floor as late as 2009 called a brake tour, which is a moldy case circuit breaker with a solid state contactor inside of it. And why? Well, because you have, you have a finite amount of space on that little skateboard yes, you do. Right? between those wheels and you need to have some way of immediately disconnecting in the event of uh, a terribleness, you know, event. But that also then creates the demand to develop such technology, which is great, right? And this, these are the things that like, okay, we can all be skeptics and rightly so, and because of the transmission, because of how long it takes to get from point A to B when you're doing, let's say, 500 miles and you got to make a 40-minute stop. Like, okay. I had a friend that drove to Milwaukee 
in a 70D. It took him 11 hours, dude. You can make that drive in five and a half. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's not acceptable, right? Agreed. Right. It's, it's also not acceptable. We have 180 mile an hour, or 100 mile an hour trains versus 300 mile an hour trains between Minneapolis and Chicago. Like, yeah, that's a weird one to me. Yeah. Like that's again, not a priority. Haven't been working on it. Yeah. But I mean, we've been to China. Sure. Japan. But we've been focused mm-hmm. on nation building in, in, in the poppy fields of Afghanistan and not, you know, in the thoroughfares of, you know, middle America. Sure. Sure. Come on, Danny. Now, I was just doing some Googling here because that's the source of all my facts. It's the internets. And uh, sounds like capacitor versus battery size is the constraint. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, okay, I'm already at maybe uh, regulation uh, overhead compartment size cargo space. Maybe two in the 911 when it's finished. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't something that hasn't been done before. This has been done. Uh, North American EV out of Calgary. They make a kit. Um, zero EV and then EV mm-hmm. West, they all make kits. So this is another thing that's coming, right? It's like, okay, I can do the EV market, buy a brand new one, right? Or I can convert. Correct. Right? And recycle. Correct. Do you ever see Elysium? It's a Matt Damon movie? No. He had a Nissan GTR that had been converted to some alternative fuel, non petrol based. <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. And so he had this he had this uh, retrofit kit on the outside and some production designer had made up, you know, it's kind of Mad Maxi. Mm-hmm. And uh it kind of had a it, it felt like it was inspired by Doc Brown's uh, I was gonna say it's the DeLorean. DeLorean yeah, yeah, yeah. from Back to the Future yeah. Two when he says, mm-hmm. Where we're going, we don't need roads and they <laughs> right, hovercraft yeah. and garbage. Yeah, and the yeah. garbage disposal in the back. Yeah. There's a little bit of that okay. to the Matt Damon version and or the Elysium version. Um so that's the other thing is like, okay. We, we have how many cars on the road, right? A lot. Oh, yeah. Right. And when does the California rule start getting applied elsewhere? Are you aware of the California the rules? Mm-hmm. You can't have a car. You can't have a semi-truck or delivery truck older than 2011 on the road. Really? Correct. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It's emissions-based. Mm. Um. Okay. Now, here's, here's where the EV thing gets really s- surreal. Porsche, Siemens, and the government of Chile got together i believe in 2020 it's really the camp the pandemic really screws with time this is january 21 for those of you or 22 see yeah. <laughs> february or march by the time this airs but yes roger yes so early 2022 roughly two right, years ago right. siemens uh which right they make everything from mri machines to uh um pick your other favorite medical innovation mm-hmm. um motor control automation trains trains Jet robots engines. yeah yeah, I'm sure they got some really cool exoskeletons on, you know, Maybe. on the roadmap. Right, right. Them, Porsche, Chile built giant plant to make synthetic carbon neutral petroleum replacement fuel. Hmm. Because okay. Porsche says it's in our customers' DNA and our DNA that we're not going to get rid of the flat six. It's and, the core, right? Correct. And you can't look at a Porsche advertisement and not see how much carbon is produced by driving said car if it has an ICE, internal combustion engine, in it, right? So, okay, they're like, well, we're not going to get rid of those flat sixes. We've made 2 million 911s since 1963, right? Okay, now what? Well, 
we can sell fuel back to them, right? Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you create your own fuel? I mean, if you can, yeah. Why right? not? Right. Create your own fuel and then sell it back to your install base. So what's it based on? It's some kerosene derivative, I'm sure, with some Amazon biology. So they're still, not telling everybody. I mean, still, still fossil fuel. fuel of sorts, no, I think right? they're finding a way to do it like... See, this is where, like, if you calculate all the carbon it takes to make whatever it is you're making, yeah. and then you offset it, like, if that is the, if that's the arena we enter into, right? Sure. Like, hey, man, like, wait, what's, what's the big criticism on Tesla? Tesla doesn't make any money. They just sell carbon credits, right? So Delta can't make their product unless they produce a lot of carbon. Right. They call Bull Elon, like, hey, dude, I want a hundred million carbon credits for the next two years. Sweet. Here's the deal. Sure. Signed it up. Sure. And that's how they are able to ship a model three for $55,000 because it's supplemented by the offsets created by that vehicle. Interesting. I, yeah, I think, far, I think, think yeah. the Siemens Porsche Chile factory of fuel, I believe its effort is to do it without offsets. Okay. Right. Through automation, through sure. genius chemistries. Sure. Chemistry, not chemistries. Maybe there are multiple chemistries. But th- this is the competitive thing, right? This is the competitive force besides OPEC. Sure. Right? Sure. And, you know, there's there's a lot of criticism to all these Exxons and BPs that are trying to make an effort to be zero carbon neutral. It's all zero. Yep, carbon right? neutral. They have to do the math. What Correct. does it take to make something? And then if I make something else, I have to maintain or Correct. reduce... Correct. Yep, my carbon. And if you if you ex- expand that carbon neutral thing, and you look at all emissions, right? And you're like, oh, I mean, there's a, it's it's going to create it's going to you know it's it's part of the economy already. You know, like um, it costs more to insure a house in pick your favorite disaster zone, Hurricane oh, yeah. Alley. Uh, they just announced the hurricane forecast for the North Atlantic coast, sure. right? So yeah. basically north of Virginia, uh, definitely Delaware and north is is going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If you own a house and on the Cape, I'm guessing your premium went up. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so all those things are being calculated on the insurance level, which generally those are folks that take in, they don't have this belief construct they have to struggle with. They just say, oh, there's, there's more hurricanes. We need to charge more. It's mm-hmm. gonna, we have to pay for this. It's going to happen. So, again, we're not going to get rid of all ice engines. Right. Everybody's going to try. So, I'm curious. Well, how big this sticker has to be that you put on your 1998 Porsche 911 Turbo and drive through the city of Manhattan? with your carbon neutral fuel making your loud engine noise in 2028 <laughs> right when everybody else is driving around with EVs with those you can't oh, even hear them pick your yeah. favorite you know didn't Timberland make a, a noise for the Volkswagen ID4 I think I'm, it could be yeah, yeah I'm extrapolating what well, was on a movie one time right Correct. they made a it was like a Ford Mustang. They were trying to make a replicating sound. Um, yeah, yeah. My buddy, I met my buddy today for lunch, and he has a three, and he was backing into a spot, and I, I jumped behind him and licked my thumb and wiped off his camera, camera because they haven't automated that yet. 
And uh, there's your tip, Elon. And, uh, you know, because it's, it's hard to get a car wash at negative 10. Sure. And is. your camera gets dirty on the back and you can't see. I always wipe mine off with my mitten when I walk by to get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so that's, that's, I'm curious. Like that's, I would love to be that guy. But at what cost, right? Is it is is carbon neutral Porsche Siemens Chile fuel? Uh, is that ten dollars a gallon? Right. And how did it get here? Right. You had to put it on a big exactly. boat that's I mean, burning or diesel. Or a big truck. Talk or, about yeah. talk about flexing, right? I mean, oh. <laughs> you're revving in 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 Times Square, right? Right. And, and I wonder too. Like I, I think about like my dad and. Your parents, right? Uh, Sarah's nodding along here. I don't know how far your parents drive, but he doesn't leave home. Super, like he's not going far. He's not doing what we're doing. Talking about driving all over yeah, the my, place. Yeah, my my. I think my parents have put on twenty five thousand miles since October. Yeah, so that's that's the exception. They're 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 putting miles on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. But like my siblings, a lot of people not going farther than 20 miles a day. Oh, sure. It's the 80-20 rule. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So maybe my skepticism is my corner case because... How I, far have we had to travel for our jobs? Yeah, and I like going home. places where my phone doesn't work. Sure, but let's be honest. Do you get to go to fun no phone zone uh, seven days a week? No, it's once a month, maybe. Correct. Yeah. So great. So have two cars. You well, already do. So that's what I was getting yeah. at. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But talk about, I mean, if we want to talk about, if we want to go off on the social justice side here, talk about privilege, yo. Yeah, I'm fortunate. I'm not, right? uh, Let's yeah. just, I mean, we do the whole, does, does ESG, environmental sustainability governance, uh, calculate that for you? Like, oh, you had uh, 12, uh, tw- sub 12 year olds grab some cobalt, ship it over from Africa on some Chinese subsidized roads. And then they built a battery in Nevada with water that came from Colorado, Colorado River, or Oregon. And then uh, we put it on a diesel really truck, truck. Mm-hmm. and drove it to your. I mean, Elon's building to his credit. He's trying to get more vertically integrated and build his own trucks and yeah. eat his own dog food. But you know, they're not doing it yet. No. And then it gets here, and it's still got you know petroleum-based tires on it. Right. Right. And the windshield that has the, the plastic has inner liner rubber, and yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not getting, we're not getting the oil ain't going anywhere. No, no. Like, it's just, the cop I'm drinking out of here. Right. Yeah. And you're just some dork in uh, Minnesota who just woke up in the right uterus and said, hey, I'm going to work my butt off. <laughs> right. And I'm going to get this done. I'm going to have two cars and drive when I'm 40. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> Got you a pick em up truck. Yeah. I mean, we live a great, we're very, oh, yeah, we're very fortunate. I mean, without you know, a doubt. Stephen Pickard puts it out there. Like, there's less people getting shot every day, despite what social media and the news tells you, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But our friend over in India. Yeah, not so fortunate. That dude ain't rolling with two cars. Right. Or the people in Vietnam, the mines. Like, or, yeah, yeah, like you can't yeah. even put that many cars on the road right. in Vietnam. Right. But what we got, we got, uh, you got your favorite EV bike coming out now. Right for I mean that's where it's really fascinating. EV motorcycles and EV bicycles. Uh, I read about one today. Pre-orders are already maxed out on like right. a dual motor bicycle. Does thirty-one miles like an hour. Yeah, the Scusa does that too. It's got like a big fat twelve-inch sure. oh. wide tire yeah. and some shocks on yeah. it. And if I if if it wasn't minus four, sure, 
I would ride that thing to the grocery store, which is only three blocks away. Sure. But instead, I'm going to preheat my car for 10 minutes, maybe 20. Yeah, I don't know. I think a full-face helmet, you could do it, man. Maybe i get one of those Milwaukee tool jackets with the battery pack on it, too. Heated. Okay, I could be in. I could be in. I had a friend that went to that hockey game the other day. Oh, the oh, New Year's Day Winter yeah, Classic. Yeah, and he had a uh, a China jacket with a lithium ion battery pack yeah. with a USB C yeah. charger port, and he's like, yeah. "I'm like, did you have to bring multiple batteries?" He's like, "Nope, yeah, just charge and went." You got to watch nine goals at you know sub nine. <laughs> right. That was the total. Yeah, it was right? yeah. gold. Yeah. gold. Mm. So as we're coming up on time here, um, I guess any parting thoughts, opinions are. are are you in? Do you wanna? Do you want an EV? Are you, are you still skeptical? What, you know, uh, to be fair, I think we can keep talking about this. I'd really like to read over that uh, alleged infrastructure bill to see what yeah. efforts are going to be made in terms of infrastructure. Uh, I think it's a long process to do what we're trying yeah. to do. We've been we've been using petroleum based, you know, transportation for a better part of 120 years now, and. Uh, we have a long, it's not, you're not going to just turn that ship around and sure. and get there. But I think it's a fascinating time to, to watch and, you know, Chevy Volt incidents aside, you know, I think you get a lot of safety from an EV that you can't achieve just based on electric motor control. Sure. And uh, I like the idea of all the sensors, you know, I like the idea that there's somebody looking out for you. I don't have a privacy issue with my car. I think I have a privacy issue with maybe the camera in the car, but that's yeah, a that's a different conversation. Yeah. But the automation aspects of it, I mean, that that's how how we get there. Sure. Mm-hmm. We have automation in the problem solving. We have to automate the battery production. We have to automate the recycling just to make it mm-hmm. safe. You know, we have to automate the power generation. You know, can we get to fifty percent from thirty five, thirty eight? Right. Lots of lots of work to do is what you're saying. You're There's, you're yeah. you're optimistic. Correct. Sarah? Well, it's, well, it's the ripple effect. Yep. Where is the innovation going to have to go to be able to support us having yeah. electrical vehicles? Calculus by 15. Yeah. I'm telling you. Calculus by 15. Mm-hmm. Chemistry in schools. Physics in schools. Put your Twitter machine down. Let it do that. Totally. That's fine. Let's do it. It's fair. Let's do it. Let's All take, right. Let's, let's take a focus on math and let's make this happen in 10 years. And, and, and I'm optimistic, right? I, I, mm. I want to believe. I really want to get there. So we'll we'll table this one. We'll be back. In yeah, a, I just... Be, this will be a topic we'll continue. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. The other side of it, the petro, petro, petroleum-based stuff, I mean, why are we still at like 30 to 35 miles a gallon? Like, we've been hanging there for a while now. Efficiencies, yeah. man. It's just math. Exactly. It's math. Back, back to your math. your math. Back to your math. Exactly. Yep. And no, on that note, come. yeah, we'll uh, we'll send it off. Thanks for listening. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for your time. Good luck. And that's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. Keep the letters coming to automationadvocates at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.